0: This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Hey, you. How you living? How you feeling? It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is uh, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Oh, my goodness. So much going on on this April Saturday. Of course, the number you know, 1 800 919 ESPN. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. You can find me on TikTok, at least for the time being, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until three o'clock and man lots to do on this Saturday afternoon you got the baseball underway the baseball regular season is underway maybe somebody might want to mention that to Aaron Boone Uh, you get the Mets uh, road to the World Series back on track as long as they can keep uh, playing the Marlins you got all the Knicks stuff to get to but you know I actually wanted to start with something that is none of those things none of those things Because I got to be honest with you, every once in a while, there's something that gets under my craw and just ticks me off to no end. And one of those things happened yesterday. What the Dallas Mavericks did last night was a complete embarrassment to the NBA. A complete embarrassment to the NBA regular season, which is saying something. Because the NBA regular season is about the most meaningless thing you could possibly have. The league treats it that way. The players treat it that way. But yet, even by those very low standards, what the Mavericks did last night was a complete embarrassment. The Mavericks, I'm sure by now you've seen, decided to essentially quit on the season despite the fact that they were still mathematically alive for the play-in tournament. So they openly quit On an NBA regular season game. They sat their top five leading scorers. And in a game that they were winning for three quarters. Into the fourth quarter last night, I believe, what was it? An 11-point lead with 10 minutes to go or a 10-point lead with 11 minutes to go? I'm not sure. It's one or the other. I can't read my own writing. But their win probability, whatever the hell that is, was at 94%. So they had a very good chance of winning that game and keeping their very slim hopes of making the play inter, making essentially the playoffs alive. But what they did was they decided, you know what? We would rather lose this game intentionally. And because of their tanking that goes on all the time in the NBA despite all the rules that are put into uh, into place, but Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner should absolutely open an investigation into what the Mavericks did last night. Adam Silver has repeatedly gone on record as talking about the ills of tanking in the league that he runs, even this year, with uh, Victor Wembayama being the, 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 the clear-cut number one pick for whatever the draft rolled around and talked about as the, the best prospect since LeBron James. He said before the season started, quote, We put teams on notice. We're going to be paying particular attention to the issue this year, the issue being tanking. He called it a serious issue that has sparked hundreds of meetings. Hundreds of meetings. Here is a guy who runs a sports league who has meetings all the time but has had hundreds of meetings about tanking and said at the beginning of the season back in October, we put teams on notice. And here you have a team being as blatant as they possibly could be to lose a game intentionally. And look, tanking, I'm sure, is one of those things that's always going to to, to exist. But you'd like to think that the team isn't going to just stick it right in your face and show it to you and just smush it right into your face like the Mavericks did last night. Again, they had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter and did everything they could to dump that game. This so they could avoid the play-in and keep their draft pick, which is top 10 protected. Mark Cuban was seen after the game laughing about how close the game was and how the Mavericks tried to lose and the players, credit the players who played, but the players almost screwed up their plan. Jason Kidd after the game said it was an organizational decision to sit out their top five leading scores. For some, for rest. Rest when the season is over in like two days. They're resting before they have five months off to rest. The Mavericks should be forced to forfeit that pick. Because, look, if you want to tell me that tanking's important and you have to take all these steps, if it's as clear as this, that a team is intentionally losing a game, intentionally, and you don't have ramifications for that when it's as blatant as this, well, then you don't care. You, you, you Pick a lane. Pick a lane, Adam Silver. Either this is important or it's not important. Well, you know, this is the best thing in, in, in for the organization. Okay, well, the league has come out and, again, said this is a serious issue. They put teams on notice this year. Did you ask, are your threats just empty threats? Because if they are empty threats, okay, fine. Never tell me about tanking again. Never tell me about steps that you're taking to prevent it. And, and, and we can just all ignore it and pretend it doesn't go on. But if it is something that you are, if you want to have any credibility from this point forward, you have a team in your league rigging the outcome of a game as much as they possibly could the credibility of the games being played and again last 24 minutes second half of that game they played a seven-man rotation no centers with guys who are like the final guys on the bench so if that's not a big deal to you okay fine Don't ever, when you have one of these softball interviews before the season, tell me about, oh, we're really cracking down. There has to be punishment for the Mavericks for what they did last night. Or never again do I ever want to hear you talk about how seriously you take tanking. Because that was as blatant. They basically, you know how like they have timeouts and the people run with giant flags, you know, the cheerleaders or the cheer squad. I don't know what the right term is nowadays. The cheerers. They should have had a giant flag and said, we're trying to lose. Woo! We're losing. We're losing intentionally. They could have had the the, the the woman who rides the unicycle with the plates. And the pla- the plates could have said, hey, we're losing intentionally. Everything they could possibly do to lose that game. So either the credibility, Adam Silver, of the league you run is, is important to you, or regular season, as we all know, is meaningless and you are, you're fine with a team in your league intentionally rigging the outcome of the game. Last 24 minutes, they played a seven-man rotation of guys who never played. They're probably Maverick fans tuning in last like, night. That guy's still on our team? Who knew? So there has to be... Part, and again, you're oh, you're just saying this because you're a Nick fan, you want that pick? No, I'm not saying I want the pick. Don't give the pick to the Knicks. That's fine. They'll get another pick down the road whenever the Mavericks have another pick to give. But they should be punished. They have to be punished. You have the owner of the team laughing on video. It's right there. There has never been a team that has, at least since Adam Silver has become commissioner, that has made it this blatant that they are, again, intentionally rigging a game. Now the good news is whether the league punishes and I'm sure they won't but the punishment for the Mavericks is coming because they're kind of screwed. They, they you know the reason that they're holding on to that pick for for grim death is because they don't have that many picks left. I don't think they have a, a second round pick for like the next 7 years. The next pick that they can trade is like 2027 and they're basically going to be forced this offseason their big offseason move is going to be to re-sign Kyrie Irving, which how could you not? I mean, right? I mean, woof. It, it worked out so well. You, as soon as the season's over, how quickly can you get to that negotiation table? They were fourth in the West when they got him. They went 9-16 and 16 and embarrassed themselves every turn. But, yes, make sure you re-sign that guy. But when they got him, their odds to make the playoffs at the trade deadline were 96%. So the Mavericks have done nothing, and their owner, Mark Cuban, has done nothing but embarrass himself down the stretch of the season. But last night what they did, that was at another level. And if Adam Silver, either he can punish the Mavericks for what they did, or I never want to hear him talk again about how tanking or how the credibility of his league is important. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So coming up. We'll uh, get your phone calls involved. Uh, we got to get to the Knicks because the Knicks and Cavaliers series, oh, so much to digest there. we got a lot of stuff to do. The baseball, we'll find out more about Yankee injuries. Hoop. Can we sponsor those injuries at this point? They're pretty regular. So we'll get into that all coming up. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is Gordon Damer. It is 98.7 FM ESPN.
0: This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: But I just had to get that thing about the uh, the Mavericks off my chest. About uh, especially in this day and age, where where gambling is such a such a, an aspect of all sports, you would think that the credibility of the games that are being played, they should always be the most important part of it. But now, even more so, because you're in bed with all these these gambling operations. But We'll see. I don't expect, you know, it's funny. When the Knicks signed uh, Jalen Brunson, it was very quick. Oh, there's an investigation into this. An investigation. Well, the good news here is if the NBA does investigate the Mavericks, that will be the quickest investigation in in the history of the world. That will be like the investigation when your kids are small to find out who ate the cookies. Uh, You know, there's crumbs all over the couch and your child has chocolate smeared all over their face. It it would be that quick of an investigation. And the good news is, listening to Bobby Marks, it's pretty clear the Mavericks' big move this offseason is they're going to re-sign Kyrie Irving. That's their move. Because they're not going to... When you made that trade, you essentially decided at that time, we're making this trade, we are going to do everything we can to re-sign this player and not lose him for nothing. So if you're trying to look at the long game, the Mavericks are already kind of screwed. They've already kind of screwed themselves. And it's just a question of whether or not the move that they make this offseason, whether or not that eventually leads to Luka Doncic saying, you know what, get me the heck out of here. And for a guy who is, has the reputation of being like this psycho competitive guy, for him to go along with that plan last night from the organization kind of kind of dings that up a little bit, that reputation, at least in my eyes. But all right, we'll get to that in a minute. 1-800-919-3776. I did want to touch on the Knicks. Because you have this Cavaliers series. But before we get to the phone, I, I did want to touch on a few years back now. I don't know how many years ago it is because they all run together after a while. Um, when I was doing the 5 a.m. show, we identified a trend in the media that is obvious, but yet kind of uh, at that time was unspoken about. And it was verified Nick haters, People in the media who criticized the Knicks no matter what they did. If they signed a player, it was the wrong move. But yet, in some alternate universe, if they didn't sign that player, it also would have been the wrong move. If they hired this coach, wrong move. If they fired the coach, everything was the wrong move. And back then, when the Knicks were, you know, winning 25 games a season, not making the playoffs, doing embarrassing things both on and off the court, it was kind of easy to just pick a side, right? Like, if one team is doing – having a failure after failure after failure of seasons – your track record, simply just take the opposite side of whatever they're doing, right? The, like the George Costanza, the, just do the opposite. At that time, it made sense to just simply do the opposite of whatever the Knicks, if the Knicks said this, you do that. But that is now no longer the case. It is not debatable, even on shows where hot takes are coming in of the fast and furious, that the Knicks are on a far better footing, a far better foundation than they've been in 20 years. They have competent people running things. They've established some level of credibility. Even last year, when they won 37 games and didn't even sniff the post uh, the uh, the um, the play in tournament, I think they had only won like that many games like four times in the last two decades. So even their terrible year was as good as most good years before they got here. But I bring this up because. Even though the Knicks' level of competence has risen, the verified Knicks haters are still out there. Now, they're not as obvious. They can't be as glaring. They can't just, you know, shout from the mountaintops off every single time that the Knicks do something that this is the wrong move because they would like, to, I think, to have some credibility and they've been proven wrong time and time again. But they're still out there and they are unifying right now. So you might say to yourself, well, Gordon, um, you don't do the segment anymore. How can I, just a layman out in the world, uh, spot one of these verified Nick haters? Well, there is a very telltale. It's almost like uh, they live with Rowdy Roddy Piper when he puts on the glasses. This will be your putting on your glasses moment, how to spot verified Nick haters. Ready? The best sign to spot anyone right now who is telling you that the Knicks must win this series against the Cavaliers to have this be a successful season or uh, if they lose this series to the Cavaliers, it's a failure, or that it takes all the progress out of the season if they lose to the Cavaliers. That is a surefire way to know who actually despises the Knicks, will never give them credit for anything, and who absolutely belongs in the club of the verified Knicks haters. Because that point that the Knicks have to win a series— that they are sizable underdogs and a series in which they will almost certainly have either a diminished or no Julius Randle might be one of the most ridiculous points I've heard in a very long time. The Cavaliers are rightfully favored to win the series. The Cavaliers have the home court advantage. The East is not wide. The East is not the West. The Cavaliers are the better team. Now, I'm not telling you the Knicks can go get blown out in the series. I've said before, I'll say again, they have to be better than they were two years ago. The two goals the Knicks had down the stretch of this season, wrap up the five seed and go into the playoffs and be competitive in that series against the Cavaliers. And I'm not putting a number on it. I'm not saying they have to win, uh, you know, they have to play seven games or six games. But you'll know it when you see it. You knew it when you saw it against the Hawks. As that series went along, the Knicks got exposed more and more and more. And when we all saw it, and we all—it was it was—it uh, was undeniable. So they have to go into this series and be far more competitive. But they do not need to win this series for the season to be su- a success. Stop being ridiculous. So if you see anybody out in the open who tells you the Knicks have to win this series to be a, a, have a successful year, the Knicks season's already been a success. It's already been a success. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's get some phone calls in here. Let's go to uh, Geo. is in New Jersey. Gio is first up on the Gordon Damer Show.
0: How you doing, Gordon? Gio, doing so what's so going spot on, on. Thank you. You were so spot on about them guys tanking last night and them laughing about it. Silver must, must take
2: that pick away from him. I don't care if he gives it to the Knicks. Not a Knicks fan, but the Knicks deserve the pick. It's just,
1: it's ridiculous that we're allowing these teams to get away with this stuff. Please. Nope, uh, uh, Geo, you're, you're 100% right. You have to take, and this is not me as a Knicks fan saying you got to give the pick to the Knicks. No, no. Don't give the pick to the Knicks. Don't don't give it to anybody. Just simply say, we take tanking seriously. What the Mavericks did against the Bulls was 100% unacceptable. We told, we put everyone on notice. Adam Silver's words before the season, we have put teams on notice. We are going to be watching this with a keen eye. Well, you didn't need to be a keen You could have been legally blind and be able to, watch, to witness what, it was a joke. Everybody is laughing at the NBA and laughing at what the Mavericks did because it's clear it's a league that doesn't care about the regular season. And despite all their claims that tanking is this and tanking is that, they're 100% fine with it. A hundred percent fine with it. So either you take it seriously or you don't. And if you don't do anything to the Mavericks to punish them and take that pick away, and I'm not talking about a fine. Fines do nothing. Fines do, fines, the Mavericks would say a fine is fine. Yeah, we'll pay it, whatever. A million dollars, fine, here's a million dollars, whatever. You have to take that pick away from them. You have to make it hurt. And you have to, if, if if you're telling me before the season that this is important, Keep that intensity. In the words of, of Michael Irvin from back in the day, keep that intensity. Don't lose that intensity now, Adam Silver. Let's go to Fran. Is in Massapequa. Fran, next up on the Gordon Damer show.
0: What's up, G? How you doing? Hey, Fran. What's up? You, I, you couldn't have hit right. You couldn't have been more on. I mean, you like the guy said, right on the spot. You were you're perfect. Everything you said, it was it was perfect. Thank you. I just it. want to talk about. I, I yeah. I can't. You're right about the Knicks. Absolutely. But this guy in Dallas, I can't stand Q. So I just want to thank him, first of all, for being a complete moron and having morons run the show over there. Because we absolutely fleeced them when we got Brunson. They had no clue what they were sitting on. Absolute morons over there running the show. And it just goes to show you that even an absolute jerk, a moron, someone with, I don't know how, but any even even guy like that be, can become a billionaire in America it just goes to show you what a country it is but I just can't stand them he's a rat I don't, I guess Dirk Davitsky must be that great that because that guy won that he won that creep mm-hmm. Cuban you know a championship so I guess the dirk must be that great because this guy is clueless he has no idea I just can't stand them and I'm so happy that we got Brunson and it just goes to show you. We get screwed. The Knicks, that's who gets screwed. Just they have a chance to get a better pick, and now they don't. If the guy doesn't, if the owner of the league, or the president, if Silver doesn't do something like you said, this is blatant, this is obvious, they're laughing about it, then you might as well just have a tournament, and that's it. They have no season, just have a big tournament, let people watch it, and that's it. Let them dribble up and down and jam it. I'm so I can't stand Cuban. I can't, I'm starting to hate the NBA, but I love what the Knicks
1: are doing. Thank- All right, friend. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah, I mean, look, you're not wrong. Uh, if they handed out brochures, you know, like you go to like a, a play and they hand you out the the playbill ahead of time, they could have handed out playbills that said, "We are trying to lose this game as as hard as we can." As an organization, we are trying to lose this game. That could have been on the front. Now it's very wordy, but maybe on the inside of the playbill. Maybe on the front, it's just, we're losing. I'm not sure. But yeah, it could not be any more blatantly obvious. If they, if they had a plane fly a banner over the arena, it would not have been any more obvious. So either, if you're, that's what happened. We all saw what happened. We all witnessed it. We all know. We all know. We all see it. We all see it. Um, like that Dr. Rick commercial. We all see it. We all see it. Blue, yeah, we all saw it last night. So now the question is: Does Adam Silver actually have any credibility on the issue? Again, I gave you the exact quote that he said before the season, and this is—I don't think this is so much about Wembyama or doing it for a whole season, but this is this is rubbing your face in it as a league. This is you tell your kid, "Hey, don't do this," and then when they're out of uh, you know reach, out of uh, distance of a, of a grab, that they uh, whatever you told them not to do. They're doing. Don't hit your sister. But then they're standing across the room, and you are watching them hit their sister. They did as much as they possibly could do. They played seven-man rotation, no center, guy at the end of the bench. They had an 11-point lead with 10 minutes to go, a win probability at 94%, and they basically did everything they could to lose the game. And then when they lost the game, the owner was seen in the crowd, laughing. So either you care or you don't. And if you don't care, okay, fine, you're a liar. But never tell me about it again. Never never broach the subject ever again. Derek is in the car. Derek, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, good afternoon, Dan. How are you? Hey, Derek, what's going on? So I'm in 100%
2: agreement with you on the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. But So last night, I, I get home, turn the TV on, and I say, oh, lakers are playing the suns this should be a good game put it on there's no chris paul there's no devin booker there's Mm -hmm. no kevin durant there's no deandre ayton they sat their whole team basically too against a team that they might have to play next week yeah if the lakers win enough i don't understand how like you said how are these teams getting away with this they just sit their entire teams it's
1: a joke well, look, the NBA regular season, Derek, thanks for the phone call, is, is a joke. Uh, they have made it clear. It really feels like ever since they went away from divisions and it's just the top eight seeds that the regular season has been completely meaningless for the most part. Uh, it, it, there's, it, it doesn't really feel like there's any intensity to the NBA regular season and the whole um, you know load management, which, again, really could use a better uh, term than load management, but uh, that whole thing – um, has, has kind of infected the regular season. So the players are telling you that the, the, um, the regular season doesn't matter. They'll rest all the time. And, of course, the Knicks are playing the Pelicans last night. You have the whole Zion Williamson thing, which, uh, again, as I brought up on the short show last night after the K show, do you realize that Zion has played significantly fewer games the last four years than Ben Simmons? Like Ben Simmons is the poster child for missing regular season games and not playing ever, and you can't rely on him. Or I think the number, I'll, I'll check it in the break, I think Zion in four years has played 114 games. 114 games in four years for the number one pick, who also has already been given a, a, a contract extension. And yet, with the, the Pelicans coming down the stretch, getting ready for the play-in tournament, you already know that guy's not going to be available to you. So the, the regular season is meaningless. The, um, the play-in tournament for some of these stars is completely meaningless as well. Uh, that, to me, is a different situation. You know, the Suns are dealing with a lot of injuries, and they are already kind of, I think they're already locked in to their spot. So if you have a game or two at the end of the season where it's in your best interest to rest your star players, they're still trying as an organization to maybe win that game, and they, they put up a good effort in that the, the loss to the Lakers, but that's different than what the Mavericks did. The Mavericks did everything as an organization and told you so, both in words, in actions, things that were caught on camera and off camera, that they were intentionally rigging a game last night to lose themselves while still having the chance. This was, And it was not even like, oh, well, this just improves our odds to try to get a, a foundational player. No, this was to make sure that they held on to their draft pick and, and make sure they don't have to give that to the Knicks. So if you're saying that tanking or rigging games intentionally as an organization is bad, which I think it is, and you're taking steps to to do and change it, well, then when it's as blatant as the organization rubbing it right in your face. And I think you have to do something about it. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. one 800 919 Coming up, we'll get more of your phone calls, and we'll get into uh, the Knicks a little bit more because they're getting ready for, obviously, their series against the Cavaliers. We already talked about the uh, verified Knicks haters. But sometimes those it almost feels like the Knicks fans are Nick haters, or at least Julius Randle haters. So as the Knicks and Cavs get ready for this first-round series, I've heard a lot of the Knicks are better off without Julius Randle. And I'm going to tell you why even the biggest Randall hater, if you think that the Knicks are being held back by Randall, you should want him in the series against the Cavaliers as close to 100% as possible. So we'll get into that coming up. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Woo! We're losing! We're losing intentionally!
0: This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. So the Knicks go and uh, lose the Pelicans last night. Resting a bunch of players there. But look, at least the Knicks weren't trying to... I'm sorry, I can't get off of this. Could you imagine if the one... You could make one change to the scenario with the Mavericks, but you made it the New York Knicks. Could you imagine Please stop playing bing bong. I got, I can't get, I got to get away from the bing bong. Please, if you love me in any way, Harvey, never play bing bong for me again. Please. Thank you. Um, But could you imagine if the Knicks had done what the Mavericks did? You would have, you could have opened up the New York Post today if that was the case, and it would, you would literally, it would have been like one of those wallets that you open it up and it's on fire. That the outrage of the Knicks, how could the Knicks uh, hurt the credibility of the league? What an embarrassing organization! But the Mavericks do it, and it's like, ha-ha, <laughs> you see, what the Mavericks. Oh, uh, I would have done the same thing. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. The Knicks did it. It would have been outrage level one thousand. But I digress. The Knicks are getting ready for a playoff series against the Cavaliers. And it can't get here soon enough. But the question, of course, is, you know, what is the status of Julius Randle? We're not going to know really until we get a little closer to that series. I would guess that he misses at least a game but plays in that series at some point. Now, the the diagnosis was he was going to be reevaluated in two weeks. That doesn't make you feel great if you're expecting him to play in the series uh, at the start of it. But I would think that he will play in that series at some point. But the Knicks are going to have to kind of hold down the fort without him. And there's been a lot of, especially when he went down and and the Knicks went on the, the, what was it, five-game winning streak that that got stopped last night? Uh, That the Knicks play better. Thank you for not playing bing-bong. The Knicks play better without Julius Randle. And if you believe that, and you believe I would rather he not play in this series against the the Cavaliers, I think that that's a mistake. And here's why. Even if you don't like Julius Randle, if you think that he is limiting the talents of the other players on the team, you want Randle as close to 100% in this series as you can because with the Knicks, yes, it is about the now. But it is mostly about the future. This is not the ceiling. It better not be the ceiling. Of this Knicks group. This Knicks group is still kind of fluid. And you, the, the the regime. Is, as everybody always brings up. That's running the show now. It's always going to be judged. Based on what superstar they bring in. When they make that move. So I think that you want Randall to play in this series. Because if there's any replay. Of two years ago. Of him melting down or being exposed. As kind of a, a regular season player. Well that, that's proof that him in the mix cannot win a playoff series, that's valuable information. Now, the takeaway of the series two years ago against Atlanta was, clearly he could not be the best player on a playoff contender. Not even a championship contender, but a playoff contender. And this team is way more talented than it was two years ago. Clearly, Brunson quickly is at a a different level now. The bench unit, Josh Hart, all of that. So if this group were to suffer anywhere close to the same fate as two years ago, where they get exposed in the series, and even despite winning the season series, they're nowhere as good as the Cavaliers. If that turns out to be what ends up happening in this series, and you do it without Randall, and he's not on the floor, or he's only on the floor for like a game, it's gonna be an easy excuse for the organization to stick with Randall. Hey, we didn't have one of our best players. So I think you need Randall in this series. You need him to be on. I feel like uh, Colonel Jessup from uh, Full Metal Jack. You need Randall on that wall. You want Randall on that wall. Uh, so the Knicks, they have to be about the future as well. And I do think it's a debatable point. Now, I think the Knicks are better off having all their available weapons for a playoff series against the team that they are an underdog against. But I know that there are a lot of people that feel like the Knicks, uh, there's better ball movement, it's a better product to watch overall when Randall is not there. But I think that, yes, you need him to be part of this series because you want as much information as possible moving forward. And I do think it's still a debatable point of how much could Randall, uh, where does he fit in of a playoff contending team? Because if they go and get embarrassed and you have Brunson and Randall, what you're saying is, well, Randall is like this, maybe the second guy here, so now he has to be a third guy? Well, then he's not nearly as important – as uh, it would seem as a team that was as good as the Knicks were in the regular season. All right, let's get back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We'll go to Spike in St. Pete. Spike, next up on the Gordon Damer Show.
2: Well, that was well said. I, I kind of know you so well. I knew you were going to, I knew that got stuck under your craw and my craw, and there's, that's two craws in one day. This was so ridiculous last night. Uh, I think he got fined six or $800,000 and I sent you a message that he backed up his car, popped the trunk, and told the guy to take it upstairs in cash. It's a joke. It's just a joke. Now, you know, I, we always talk about gambling. And a buddy of mine said, what do you think? I'm watching that game on the on the week pass. And I go, uh, look, what's the deal with the, the, the betting?" I said, "There's no way Dallas is winning this game. They'll they throw the ball out of bounds three times in a row." He says it was locked or suspended. I don't know what uh, words they. You know, is. I didn't
1: even look what? at it last night while I was sitting on the couch. It didn't dawn on me at the time, but uh, yeah, I, I would I would assume that they probably did lock it because it was a rigged yeah, game. Yeah,
2: yeah, and the the our irony is that uh, he said he changed three times. This guy is. Uh, He's a snake oil salesman, this guy. the part with the Knicks, you know, I'm not going to go over it. When Frank Lachina plays 33 minutes, you you go to the window and you take your shoes off and say, give me two bucks for these, you know. It's just a a bad taste. The commissioner is a little too chummy with the players. He's done a great job doing that because the league is a player's league. There's no ifs, ands, and buts. It's marketed brilliantly. We love the games. You and I and Larry and the other regulars who call at night, and if anyone's listening, check that program out, we – Break down every game like it's in, uh, you know, uh, nuclear physics or something. As far as Ramble goes, you know how I feel. Can you give me uh, 39 minutes and, and use him as a decoy in the last two or three minutes? Yes, that makes a lot of sense, but the other teams know that too. So they'll double and triple Brunson, and I think we'll beat them. But, Gordon, I'd love you to comment on this, and have a great Easter, a wonderful Easter. My, right, my theory, My theory here is this, that... If the Knicks are able to hang in the game long enough and not screw the games up, they got to go six games. Because the seventh game on the road, 78%, and you know this as well as anybody I talk to, and I talk to everybody, you know that, the best player, and Donovan Mitchell is unequivocally the best player on the floor. No one's going to argue. No question. You don't don't want that. You don't want that on the road. Even though the Knicks play well on the road, but you were the first to point out how good the Cavs are at home. So I think we match up well. The only thing is the three guards shoot almost 40%, including Levert with, with Garland and, uh, and um, uh, Donovan Mitchell. But I can't wait. Now I got to go nine days and wait
1: for this coverage. You know, not garbage. Yeah, I hear you, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. Um, well, look, I, I don't. I think the Knicks are going to be competitive. If I had to put money on the series, clearly I would not probably be betting on the Knicks. And that's only partly because the last time I spoke with Omar in Brooklyn, he guaranteed me that the Knicks were going to win the series. And if you have any uh, history of, of Omar's predictions, they are predictions doomed to fail. I'm not sure who uses that segment on. Is there somebody on SportsCenter predictions doomed to fail? Maybe that was a Mike and Mike vehicle. I'm not sure. But Omar, he could he could patent that. So the fact that he took the Knicks in the series, that uh, is at least partly why. I don't expect the Knicks to win the series. They don't have to win the series. Again, the Cavaliers are the team that traded for Donovan Mitchell. Now, if the Knicks were the team that stole away Donovan Mitchell from the Cavaliers, well, then obviously they would have to win the series, even if they were the five seed, because they would have the superstar. They would have the team that won the regular season series. But that's not the case. So, no, the Knicks do not have to win the series. I do not expect them to win the series. But I do expect them to be far more competitive than they were two years ago. And they have to be. They have to be. But at the end of the day, as a Knicks fan, what you really should be looking for, outside of the immediate gratification of the series, you almost have to be like um, a sports detective, where you want to see how this team matches up against the Cavaliers. And you're gaining or, or, or gathering evidence of where this team needs to improve moving forward because again this is not the ceiling for this organization. They are on the they are on the the on the rebuild. And this is an important first step to get into a series like this after 2 years ago and now back again where it's a more legitimate season, you have a more uh, legitimate roster and you should be able to compete. So if you go into the series and you do compete and end up losing, well, okay, great. That tells you that the organization has a pretty good read on where they're at. They didn't they weren't able to win the series. They weren't favored to win the series. Okay, fine. But if they go into the series and get truly exposed, well then that tells you we got a lot more work to do. We thought that this was a team that should be competitive against the Cavaliers and it was like 2 years ago if it turns out that way. Then that kind of makes you question the people running the show to a certain degree and it should tell the people that are running the show, "Hey, we got a we got we have to make big moves." We, we, we thought we made a big move by, you know, adding uh, Brunson and the Josh Hart deal and the bench and all this type of stuff, but we have to make far more sweeping changes to this group that was regular season successful, but again, the regular season in the NBA is completely meaningless. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN, New York. Thank you for not playing Bing Bong.
0: This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7
1: ESPN. Getting ready for some baseball, talking some Knicks at 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. But 2 o'clock, we will do uh, what I learned this week on TikTok. Perhaps the final time that we learn anything on TikTok, we never know. But we'll get uh, Harvey and Joe involved in that, uh, in that vehicle a little bit later on. But I now know it's time for Anita's Lock of the Week, which is brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Club. Now... Harvey, I'm going to ask you, did Anita leave her lock of the week? Or am I expected as the fill-in to give you my lock of the week? She did not leave a lock on the, on the week for herself. No. For you to say, so the pressure's on you, my friend. You got okay. to lock this thing up. All right. Well, look, I would say if I if I had to. Now does it have to be golf related? I say no. Okay. Only because I like how you're you're saying this as if you have absolutely no idea. You're just giving me your opinion. I like that. That's nice. Well, you asked me, so I. I'm but you're the producer. You- I I I was looking for like a definitive answer on this. All right, ask me again. Does the does the lock of the week have to be golf related? No. Okay. So you've checked with people, and and now if if someone comes back to me and says, Gordon, you know, you did a read on Saturday where it was the lock of the week. It was brought to you buy a, a golf course and you did not do anything with go- i know anita is very involved with the golf but you did not do that i can simply say to the powers that be when they reach out to me harvey told me i did not need to you put it on me and i'll get off scoffery okay well um i would say uh, i know that um brooks kepka he still has the lead at the uh, the masters right did they did oh, they sure. wrap up the second round or is that still they had to take another weather delay did they not I believe so. Who knows? It's yeah. weathering. It's weathering. It's raining. You're not really raining. filled with information. You're not really filled with facts here, Harvey. I'm, I'm, I'm the idea guy, and you're the facts person to tell me what I can and cannot do. I'm the big idea guy, and you're the one who's supposed to kind of keep me focused. That's what this, how, this is how this relationship is supposed to work. I would say if I had to bet on the golf, just to cover my own rear end, because I, I feel like Harvey will just throw me down the river. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't feel like uh, he has my back. In anyway, I would. Uh, I know the odds are not going to be great, but I think that I'm a big believer in golf. Just bet whoever is leading after two rounds, and generally you're going to be right. So I would say Brooks Kepka. Now, if we're looking a little bit more wide range, I don't know that these bets are available yet. We still have about three weeks until the NFL draft, and whether or not. Aaron Rodgers has been traded in that time. See, I already got Rodgers' name one time in the first hour. You have to mention it every hour of every sports talk show. Otherwise, you're thrown in sports talk show jail. Um, I'm clear for this hour whether Harvey likes it or not. I would say whenever the odds come out on specific positions drafting by team, like, the Jets are going to take what position in the, in the first round of the draft? And, and, and I know FanDuel has had those in the past. I don't believe that they have them up as of yet. Maybe it, it's going to take a little while uh, before those are available. But whenever those become available, go to the Packers, and I, it's a lock. They are going to draft a wide receiver in the first round. I don't even know who's going to be available at that point, clearly. I don't even know what pick the Packers have in the first. It doesn't matter. This is big idea stuff. Clearly, as petty an organization as the Packers are, who never drafted a wide receiver while Aaron Rodgers was their starting quarterback, it's just perfect that on his way out the door, this is finally the time that they draft a the wide receiver in the first round. So that would be, that's the long-range lock. If you want a, an immediate lock, it would be Brooks Kepka. Long-range Packers draft wide receiver in the first round. And that is Gordon's lock of the week which is brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Club. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue on with the Knicks. If you have thoughts about the playoffs, about Randall, about Brunson, about the Mavericks' disgrace of an organization and Mark Cuban who embarrassed the league last night and rubbed their face in it, but coming up, let's get a little baseball. Yankees have some issues, and we'll dive into those next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Harvey told me I did not need to. feel like Harvey will just throw me down the river.